morning show it's been a while since i've done one of these but this episode is brought to you by dawson tire and wheel your premier ag tire and wheel provider in north america and couldn't have a morning show without brent carlson how you doing buddy dawson tire dawson tire <laughs> i'm doing pretty good man i just i kept wondering when you're gonna call me back you go to like the freaking mexico and ukraine and i don't know where all the hell else you go but you're not you're not at home let me go to hell if i don't straighten up I'll tell you that well at least you take your wife with you right yeah yeah, it's a good time. So I'm looking at the Drudge Report right now. It's got the Pope blowing his nose on the main page. He's got Pope coronavirus. more events. 60 countries exposed. Hits megacity Lagos. Spies monitor spread. 700 asked to isolate in NY. California monitoring 8,400 market meltdown. How's your day going? So far, so good, man. Things are just <laughs> great. Things are great. So can, I mean, I think the rest of the country would be all right if they just went ahead and quarantined California, if no other reason, because they're just California. That's probably a good point. But the other side of that, too, it would be cool to kind of really have like a real-life escape from, from, uh, from L.A. kind of scenario going on. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a ton of people. Man, this coronavirus thing is uh, – so I've, I've kind of been paying attention to it a little bit here and, and watching what's happening with it, and um, there's not – I mean, the death death toll isn't obviously as high as like the normal flu or anything is, but what they're concerned about is that normally the the flu kills about two percent of its of its uh, victims, and and the coronavirus is up to like eight percent, and they've the uh, so still pretty. I mean, yeah, that is you know four times as much, but you just say eight yeah. percent, yeah. So I mean, that's still a pretty small number. I mean, yeah. how many people does cancer kill? Granted, it doesn't spread. But. Right, yeah, and that's the other the part that they're kind of worried about too is uh, is that it's popping up in Thailand, and you know, typically viruses like this don't thrive very well where there's warm, you know, sunny areas and stuff. And man, it is. It's not. It's not slowing down there. So I don't know. It'll be. Where, it's kind of crazy. Blues can't. Isn't that like a perfect environment? Well, I guess I they, that's like, why that's why the flu thrives so well in the in the wintertime is because it's a the dark the sunlight well, I thought that, the sunlight is what hurts it. I thought that was because everybody stayed inside in the wintertime. Yeah, I don't know. I just heard I mean, that I, that. I mean, like for real, I always heard you know one reason the flu is you know sickness is more prevalent in the wintertime because more you know you, everybody stays inside and yep. germs are more obviously equal uh, easily spread in indoors and confined areas, but. I could be wrong, I guess. All I I know is that that's what I read on the internet, so it's obviously true. I guess we all need to move to Greenland is what it sounds like. Actually, it's wintertime there all the time, so I guess maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. This thing's kind of scary, though, a little bit. It's got... I think it's a typical human reaction here where you got a a bit of an overreaction to what's going on, but they're talking about shutting down supply chains, and it's wrecking the stock market, and, and... it's well, that's already happened. Yeah, yeah. The, the commodity market yeah. thing is is going through the floor, and 
So there's nothing but uh, nothing but good news going on right now. Um, I saw where they were thinking about canceling the uh, the Olympics. Olympics. Oh, Dick yeah. Pound was getting ready to do that. So, <clears throat> how much? You imagine how much money we would save if they canceled the Olympics? Oh yeah, it'd be quite a bit, and yeah, it would the, be the, the but, prophylactic market would crash because they yeah. didn't like bring in truckloads of rubbers to that place. Yeah. Yep, but it's uh, everybody gets a medal in there. everybody medals in that. Yeah. You can really use your Google Translate then, Casey. Yeah, you could really get after it and be like, I need I need some need to get some here. I need I need my I Google I translate I one liners. Yeah. That's what I need. I'm not me, I'm married. You you, know? you, you wonder if I were a single, if I were a, if I were in the butterfly or something, I would definitely take that. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear you. Because I don't figure Pole vaulters, <laughs> get it? I get it. No, I get it, Trent. Yeah, I get it. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm here all week. Nothing so. gets by me, that's for sure. No, well, I don't know. I was hearing crickets, so I didn't know what to think about that. No, I, I got it. I, was... I, could, I could hear the wind going over your head there. So, yeah. Anyway, was... yeah, yeah. Was... No, you know the coronavirus deal. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm I'm still not concerned about it. Obviously, I don't have it, but at least I don't think I do. Of course, I mean, you know, the one that got my attention was allegedly the first person in California that got it that hadn't traveled anywhere and hadn't been exposed to anybody. Well, right. I don't know how they know that, but exposed to anybody that had been anywhere. Um, their, the, con- the contraction of the uh, virus was unknown. Uh, so that, that, you know, that was pretty concerning, I guess. But again, it's kind of hard to uh, get, all the new, get all the details on this stuff. So mm. I don't know. I just... I'm still, it's still, in my mind, they're still blowing it out of proportion. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens in a couple weeks, but, you know, they're already, already, I've already read stories about how Israel is already on the hot trail of a, of a vaccine for it. Of course, I mean, granted, you have to make, what, 7 billion vaccines to, to get the world vaccinated. So, of course, they could probably hold off. They don't have to get that many because you got all these anti-vaxxers. So that's good. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a. That's a good section of the group there that won't have to worry about. Do you think anti-vaxxers are against the coronavirus vaccine? Oh, I would guess, yeah, because you know you make natural antibodies, so you're good to go. So, and I, so I wrote this down a few weeks ago. I'm like, so let's say that anti-vaxxers are right, and vaccines cause autism, which I always thought autism. I mean, aren't you always born with it? I mean, you don't get it otherwise, do you? I don't know. There's something they do. It's, I can't remember the exact argument when it comes to that, but it has something to do with the the number of vaccines that you get all at the same time and how it uh, how to f- it does something. Yeah, that. But it does something too. Like where you get like a like you get sick or whatever, and your body has a reaction to it, and then you don't quite. It just it messes with your brain a little bit. So that's that's I think that's what yeah. the what the thing is. <clears throat> okay, so let's say that's true. Would you rather have a dead kid that doesn't have autism that died from the measles or a live kid that might have autism but is measle-free? I'd probably go live. I'd go yeah. live, Brent. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for, you know, people doing making their choices. Well, not that choice, but, you know. I think I would rather have a kid and deal with uh, maybe they have autism or maybe they're not. Or maybe they're not. Maybe they don't. So, But that's just assuming they're right. Uh, I'm gonna go with a live kid. It just I don't know makes life a little more enjoyable. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you there. I think there's probably a little better uh, opportunity for uh, watching a kid grow up if they're yeah. alive. So it makes yeah. it makes a big difference. Go to freaking, what, Iceland and freaking abort all the Down syndrome baby or infants. So, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, anyway. So that's exciting and that's ex- extremely uplifting. So let's talk, keep talking about that, Casey. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good spin <laughs> on what, we had, what we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah, this has got everything to do with moving iron and grain <laughs> futures and all that other cool crap that doesn't really matter anymore. It's just all going to hell in a handcart. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, the coronavirus, I think everybody needs to just hold their jet, cool their jets, and uh, go about this, you know, with common sense. And, and uh, I think we'll be all right. And, you know, again, this thing originated in, I mean, I don't know what they consider, what world country they consider China yet, but uh, people that are, what, a billion and a half people in a communist country chances are their health care isn't just quite up to snuff when it comes to uh you know tamping down pandemics yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't put too much stock into that i would hope that the american healthcare system's got a little more of a leg up than uh third world communist china so uh now if cubans start getting getting sick and they can't fix it then i'm going to be worried yeah that's, that's the thing though they got in a country like that where 80% of the billion people, you know, 800 million people live in, in major metropolitan areas, and then there's not that many folks that are out in the countryside. You are going to get some. Just about two or 300 like million. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to get some level of uh, some just the, the susceptibility to, to uh, yeah, your susceptibility sickness is going to go way up. Yeah. Communicability is is uh, exponentially enhanced when you're talking when you're talking those kind of numbers. So right. it's a uh, yeah, and then and then on top of the the system that they have, I mean, it'd be one thing if they were uh, you know a little more higher, higher more highly advanced in their medical. Of course, I mean nobody knows what China has because they don't tell you anything, and that's another thing you don't know what they're telling you is true. They don't know that you don't know what they're telling you is a lie. So I mean, it's completely up in the air is what you know, how bad it is over there. At least, you know, you think you're getting some pretty honest reporting over here within the States, even though that's kind of gotten hard to come by lately. But, um, there's just so many unknowns that are up in the air that, uh, it's kind of really hard to make an educated guess on how bad this thing really is. So the market, you know, it's like they said, the market, the market's not, the market's worried about not knowing. I mean, the, uh, the futures in the stock market, it's all about uncertainty and the market hates uncertainty. And uh, that's exactly what we got going on now between the uncertainty of the coronavirus and then the uncertainty, I mean, uh, of now that Bernie Sanders is starting to make a, you know, pretty, pretty big front runner name. I just was watching the news this morning. They had Joe Biden back in the lead in South Carolina, although I don't know how that's going to carry into uh, Super Tuesday. I just I mean, unless the Democrats are just absolutely terrified of Bernie Sanders, which they should be and rightfully so, um, you know. Yeah, I just don't think. I mean, in my mind, Joe Biden's about half senile anyway. He, uh, I don't even know how bad he wants this to begin. I mean, he has been running for president since you know Reagan was was president. I think he tried to oust Carter maybe in that primary, but uh, you know Joe Biden is. I don't know how. I think Sanders is probably older, but these guys. I mean, it's like we got the two old guys and the Muppets that are sitting up in the balcony, you know, heckling the poor you know, Kermit on stage. So, I mean, that's really what you got. And of course, Joe Biden's always, he's always one more, a step away from making another, you know, putting his foot in his mouth again. So yeah, he's mean, pretty he's good about that, isn't he? He's, he's wonderful about that. He's just, just a, it writes itself really. So, um, you know, 
it could, I mean, this could get wild. Let's say that Biden kind of does stick around. I would say the, all the others, Warren's probably done, you know, Buttigieg is probably done. It's really going to come down to maybe, uh, and I don't think, I don't think Bloomberg is ever going to get a foothold. He, I mean, as much money, as many ads as he's putting out, he's just, uh, he's just too unlockable, which none of them are lockable, but, uh, you know, he's just, I would say he, his lockability factor is just way too low. So, you know, I mean, best case scenario for anybody not named Sanders would be a broken commission and at the Democratic National Convention. And we all know what happened, a lot of us do, because we read books and stuff, what happened at the 1968 Democratic Convention. They had a freaking riot, pretty much. And if they try to, and uh, Sanders, you know, if he doesn't have the majority of the uh, delegates by then, that super delegate deal comes into play. And um, I mean, all hell could break loose yeah. um, with the Bernie supporters. Because I tell you what, I wrote this down when I was watching the news this morning. I said, they had Bernie Sanders at a rally in South Carolina and his people that were kind of introducing him just, I don't know if they were like party leaders or what they were, but um, they were like textbook talking about how we need this. And this is verbatim that we need to bring, this is the time to bring the capitalist oppression of people down. That is textbook, not socialist. That's textbook communist. Right. Yeah. And um, this, you know, Bernie, it's not, it's not funny anymore. You know, used to, it was, you know, Larry David, and he, I mean, he'd do a spot on impression of uh, Bernie Sanders, but I mean, it's, it's not funny anymore. You know, right. it was funny for a little bit and it's, it's just not that anymore because um, we're talking about this guy wants to bring the system down. I yeah. mean, there's no two ways about it. Um, and you know, that's where it's headed. He, he wants to take, he wants, he wants money. He just doesn't want anybody else to have. Yep. So um, it's because he's got, what, two or three homes. He's made millions of dollars in a public service job. Of course, granted, he's been in it for 150 years. But, you know, I guess you can roll up some money. I'm sure he's got a book or two out there. And there's no telling. I know he's, there's a big scandal with his wife and that university that she worked at. So, I mean, he's got plenty of skeletons in his closet. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're, he's older than they are. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's uh, it's really it's not a joke anymore. This is uh, – if this guy – you know, I was I was looking at some polls yesterday, like I bet you were. battleground states, him against Trump, and it, there was no landslide. Um, of course, there wasn't. You know, the, they were all predicting Trump to lose to Clinton and all those, and I yeah. frankly was too. I didn't think there's no way she, he could beat her. But um, like Wisconsin and Michigan and all the way up in there, I mean, it was pretty much a dead heat. So, um, but again, if it's a dead heat, I think you always got to give the uh, you always got to give the extra two points. Uh, you always got to give the home field advantage to uh, to the incumbent. Absolutely. Because, yep. um, it's a uh, yeah. So um, and he wouldn't even no. Of course, nobody was the incumbent last year. I mean, Hillary was technically or not technically practically an incumbent. She right. been around it all. Uh, she was a Clinton, but the fact um, the fact that it was close was kind of eye opening to me. So in other words, don't take this thing for granted. I, I think I don't think anybody can beat Trump. I think the the, uh, the support. Well, I mean, he's got two things. He's got a big, huge base, and, and then the Sanders effect is just. I don't even. I think there's even Democrats that have some sense in their head that are not going to vote for this guy. So, well, yeah, so, I don't think anybody. You would hope so. I yeah, mean, I don't think anybody's. I mean, I, I don't know. You, know. you never know. You never know. Hey, hang on just one second. I'll be right back. Okay, hold on.
Are you there? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to come back in. All right, man. Well, because of that amazing diatribe you just laid down there, you're going to get... That's right. A standing ovation from the crowd. Feel the burnt? I don't know. Feel the brent? Yeah. Look at the big brains on brent! <laughs> Yeah. Now that whole thing, the the socialism thing, the communism thing. I don't know where they where people look to see where that it, that it turned out well for anyone that that has been involved in it. You know. Well, you know, they try to point to the whole Scandinavian model, and uh, yeah, they have a big welfare system, but they have well, they have a lot more capitalist friendly policies than even the United States does. They don't have any minimum wage. Right. I mean, they have a lot fewer, uh, several fewer restrictions on stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and another thing is that they're not a superpower in the world. They're not freeing people. They're not getting people out of slavery. They're not, you know, keeping other countries from, you know, I mean, from being overrun by countries that you don't want there in place and the better for the world. I mean... It's kind of it's pretty much apples and oranges, but um, I guarantee you, if the people that that point to the Scandinavian countries and say how it works great there, and they start reading about policies that they have that are even less restrictive than the ones we have, um, it would I think that would blow their minds because they always want to point to Norway and Sweden, and um, yeah. you know they've got so many different things. You know they've pretty much got one. You know they're, they're, they don't have the diversity that the United States has, so it's a little easier to get. You know, people from one, you know, kind of one common ancestry, and it's not a race thing, but, you know, people that are more alike tend to get along a little better. Uh, when you got a melting pot over here, which is great, uh, you're going to have a few more run-ins, and granted, we've got, what, 100, 200 million more people than those countries combined, so um, the, uh, but the socialist thing where they always say the socialists, you know, like Cuba, Venezuela, well, they didn't do it right. Well, that's because it can't be done right. It's like right. trying to make it's trying to like light a candle underwater. Well, you just don't do it right. No, it's because it doesn't work. Right. There's there's a, there's a reason for that. It's yeah, you can't. It doesn't work. You can't take away. Is, you can't take away someone's, you know, ability to uh, 
to 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 grow and prosper, and then the, any incentive to do that, and then all of a sudden expect them to go out and still bust their ass every day and make and and invent and do all of it. It just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't work. You think the you think the billionaires, <coughs> billionaires if you think they're gonna you're gonna take seventy percent of their stuff and they're just gonna keep going at it, they're gonna right. go to their freaking mountain home and they're gonna go to their beach house and they're gonna call it a day. Yeah. Or they're going to go so go to a different country, which I don't know where they'd go, but I guess they'd go to uh, I don't know, I don't know where they'd go. There's nowhere to go, Casey. They go to that place in Atlas Shrug where everybody disappears to. Well, that's where John Galt went to. That's right. I guess they could all go to Israel. I don't know what their policies yeah. are over there, but Israel's about the size of Desmond County, so I mean, <laughs> might get crowded. Yeah, it's, so. it's like twelve feet wide and fourteen feet long. It's yeah, and so. surrounded by all their enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you talk about you talk about God. That's I guarantee you he's sitting on that place. Yeah, that's you would think. Yeah, that's. Uh, but no, you take you take, and I mean, and I've heard this before. You have the cycle of uh, societies. It starts out with slavery and oppression, and then you have revolution, and it goes into uh, what does it go into? Mass expansion and capitalism, and then capitalism goes into socialism. And then you go back into communism, and then you're back at slavery again. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, I just taught one of my boys, he was figuring how old the country was. And I guess we'll be coming up on 250 years here in the next few years. And, uh, you know, I forget how long they say that, of course, we're a republic, we're not a democracy, but they say democracy, you know, we're the longest lived democracy, I think, or republic that there is. So um, this is kind of, I mean, it's not prophecy, but. You know, it, it's kind of scary. It just happens that, uh, that this happens, and and how right that is. You know, Rome started out. Of course, Rome was a uh, kind of medieval, but not kind of medieval. They were, but they they started this whole democracy and republic thing, and see how that ended up with uh, people getting power. Yep, absolutely. And dictators, and that's what socialism and communism is. You don't have communism or socialism without a dictator. That's right. Can't spell dictator without dick. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there you go. Landon <laughs> and I talked about that nickname this week on the Dryline Farmer podcast that you can find on the Global Ag Network and everywhere podcasts are found. Yep. At Trader Brent is where I'm going to tweet that at. And then Landon is going to retweet it at no tweet Landon 44. Dawson Tire. Dawson Tire. <laughs> and you'll need to, land, uh, Casey, you might need to check out our um, public service announcement this week. It's from your local poison control center. Yeah. Um, it's really so you got some important information in there that everybody needs to get out in case you're in case your children were to get their hands on your methamphetamine. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the, this week's edition of the of the uh, Dryland Farmer podcast, you should do that. It's a it's a good one. It's a good one. So did so did you drink any of the water in Mexico? No, I did not. You don't even brush your teeth with your water there, do you? No, no, I don't. It's it's so one of those things. So what are the Mexican natives? Do they are they just used to it? I guess you probably get some kind of probably got a tapeworm in their yeah. gut that siphons it out, siphons it out, or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. They, I don't know what it is, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't drink, uh, I don't drink much of anything that doesn't go after you when you open yeah. it. So, I mean, you only live once. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> tequila doesn't do that. Mm. Well, tequila's. It's got all kinds of stuff that, that'll make you that will absolutely It'll do the same thing water in Mexico will make you do. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's for sure. And I've I've done that a few times. So Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right, Brent. Well I gotta bounce here, buddy. So tell me one more time where I can find the Dryland Fire Podcast. 
I just got through doing that. We'll do it again. This is called a freebie. Oh, man. Global Ag Network is where you're going to find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. And I think I'm on Spotify, but I don't remember. I mean, I, I mean I'm supposed to be. I signed up for it, but I don't, I don't know if I've seen it there yet. And um, like I said, Twitter, Facebook, at Trader Brands, where you can find me on Twitter. And my co-host, Landon Nolan, at NoTwitLandon44. And let's see, anywhere else? Check our website, even though it doesn't really do a whole lot. It's a really good plug there. But uh, And you can email me at the dry line, I don't know if it's the dryland farmer podcast at gmail.com. Try it out. Um, send me, I want some hate mail. That's what would be really fun. And um, leave us a leave us a rating and review on uh, on iTunes because that would be cool. Like if you give me one star, you know I'm gonna find you. But uh, give us five stars and write some kind of you know charming little little review for us, and uh, we'll, we'll appreciate it. Yep, and same for me. I'm, I'm I'm on all the same places. Brent's there, Global Ag Network, Spotify. I am on Spotify. Um, I am on the, uh, what's that other one? Uh, iHeartRadio. I'm on that one too. So check that one out. And also on every place else, Apple, all the Apple stuff. With, iTunes, all, with the other Play. billion podcasts that are out there. Yeah, there's, there's some that I didn't even know I was on. And lo and behold, I, Word. I, I saw some stuff there. So, um, which I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you don't know you're on a someplace. I don't know how that works. When, you're, but. when you get that big, Casey, that's what happens. You're probably on a billboard mm-hmm. in some dark alley in Brooklyn right now. You don't even know about it. Yeah, that, that's you know, you know, any publicity is good publicity, right? Now, now hey, it's not the, probably the first time you've ever been in a dark alley in Brooklyn. I don't know if I've ever. I haven't been to Brooklyn, but I have been in dark alleys. So. In Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Mexico. No. Yeah. No, Mexico. I try to stay only when there's only one place I like to go at in Mexico, and that's when the sun's out. So it's, I like yeah. to just yeah. stay out uh-huh. there as much as I can. You'd be on an episode of Narcos if you were in a dark alley. Well, I'd be on one of those locked up abroad things. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you're on TV. And they made me sign this piece of paper that was in a complete other language I couldn't read, but I signed it anyway. Like, <laughs> that's where your eye translate comes into play. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Give me my phone. <laughs> Life? What? <laughs> <laughs> I did what? <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, some good times. But All right, Brent, any last thoughts you want to say before we shut it down? I think we're good. Um, no, I'm good. All right, man. Well, I am Casey Seymour here at the Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure to check me out on all my social media, Moving Iron LLC at on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out movingironllc.com. And special thanks to Dawson Tire for sponsoring this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. So until next time, I am Casey Seymour with Brent Carlson. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. You'll find us here Moving on